Welcome to CMAJ Podcasts. I'm John Fletcher, Editor-in-Chief of the Journal, and I'm talking to you about the October the 6th print issue of the Journal, the last one before the federal elections in Canada. So uh, we've got a few things here that are of interest to the election. The opening editorial um, is talking about that balance between austerity, fiscal prudence, and government spending, and pointing out that the way we spend money is a health issue. The example of Greece kicks off the editorial, a country that has overspent the um, resources that it has. Um, We may not be in the same kind of trouble that uh, countries like Greece find themselves in, but delays in making the right decisions individually and collectively will not serve us any better in the future than it has served them. Two commentaries in this issue. The first of these is about food insecurity, and this is linked to one of our research articles, the association between household food insecurity and annual healthcare costs, which shows that healthcare costs amongst uh, people who are experiencing food insecurity are quite a lot higher than uh, in households that do not experience food insecurity. And the total healthcare costs per person per year for those who are food insecure is around $3,000 compared to $1,500 for those not experiencing food insecurity. And this research is uh, referred to in the commentary. Key points are that food insecurity is common and linked to poor health outcomes. It is not yet known whether screening for food insecurity will improve health, but discussing food insecurity with patients is appropriate when it will change clinical management, and it may make care more patient-centered. In the absence of government-sponsored nutrition assistance programs, collaborations between community organizations and healthcare systems is a promising approach for addressing food insecurity. Our second commentary is about generic drugs in Canada and looking at the government's attempts to try and introduce more market pressures and competition into the pricing of drugs. And the commentary concludes that Canadian provinces, with the exception of Quebec, have agreed to a three-year tiered pricing arrangement for generic drugs in which prices are dependent on the number of manufacturers in the marketplace for a particular drug. The tiers are set at 75%, 50%, and 25% of the price of the brand name drug when one, two, or three or more manufacturers enter the market for the drug respectively. But the lowest tier is high, and additional tiers are needed to capture the benefits of competition. Our second research paper takes a slightly new angle on looking at the association between physician experience and outcomes among patients admitted to general internal medicine teaching wards. Um, Now, traditionally, it's been thought that doctors with more experience might have better outcomes. This piece of research looks at the question the other way around, suggesting that older doctors might be furthest from their training, more out of date, and therefore might have worse outcomes. What they actually found was that for patients admitted to general internal medicine teaching wards, they saw no negative association between physician experience and outcomes commonly used as proxies for quality of inpatient care. So sigh of relief all round, Um, it appears that experienced doctors are no worse than their more recently educated inexperienced doctors. On the front cover of the journal, uh, we have a slightly uh, psychedelic front cover with a lot of uh, colours, swirls and some purple pills in the middle. 
And this refers to our analysis article, which is giving an account of psychedelic medicine, uh, the re-emergence of a th therapeutic paradigm. So those who are creatures of the 70s will remember the interest in LSD, uh, psilocybin, and mescaline. These classes of psychedelic drugs uh, were used by hippies and others, mostly for recreational purposes. Uh, research on therapeutic use has been pretty much in the background until recently. Um, and the key points of this analysis article are that medical interest in psychedelic drugs as treatments for illnesses such as anxiety, addiction, and post-traumatic stress disorder has been renewed. Small-scale studies involving human participants in the United States, Europe, and Canada are showing that such research can be conducted in a safe and scientifically rigorous manner. And preliminary findings show some successful results for these treatments with significant clinical improvements and few, if any, serious adverse effects. The emerging results may have implications for future medical and neuroscientific research, medical education and training, and public policy. As usual, our practice articles deal with uh, the mixture of the common and the unusual. So what to do with a 25-year-old woman reporting an allergy to penicillin? Common clinical problem, she needs the antibiotic, but says she's allergic. Is there a way to test safely and find out whether penicillin is safe? Slightly more unusual, what's your call this time? Is about multifocal strokes in a 56-year-old man with HIV infection. What's the cause? Cases. How should you treat a man with cardiac Lyme borelosis? Key points are that Lyme carditis should be considered in younger patients with atrioventricular conduction disorders, even without a history of tick bite. The diagnosis of Lyme carditis is based on the combination of clinical presentations, signs of Lyme disease, such as a tick bite or erythema migrans, and laboratory findings. Cardiovascular magnetic resonance imaging has become the primary tool for non-invasive assessment of myocardial inflammation in patients with suspected myocarditis and can be supportive for the diagnosis of Lyme carditis. When Lyme carditis is promptly recognized and treated with intravenous antibiotics, introduction of a permanent pacemaker can be avoided. So rare but important to pick up. Also, we have five things you need to know about eyelid ptosis and something you're unlikely to see, which is voriconazole-induced periostitis, our clinical image, this issue. In our last pages, Humanities in a Medicine and Society article looks at the history of LSD, a new treatment emerging from the past. We have one of our clinical encounters and the usual back page summary of popular content from the CMAJ blogs and CMAJ's digital media all in the October 6th edition of CMAJ.